everyone. Welcome to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes as we talk about faith and how to integrate our faith into the different areas of our lives. On this program, we hope that you're uh, tuning in today and enjoying yourself on this show. We share testimonies and faith journeys intended to encourage you if you're already a believer and challenge you a little bit if you're skeptic about faith, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So that's what we do on the show. We talk about faith. We share the Word. And we're going to start with that. We, um, we'd like to have a scripture reading at the beginning of the program. And in honor of our guest today, Chaplain Joseph Baraksa from the Charlottesville Morrow Jail, it's one of his favorite readings. We're going to come from John chapter 4, known as the woman at the well. It goes like this. Now, Jesus learned that, that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples. So he left Judea and went once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, "'Will you give me a drink?' His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as it also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You're right. And you sit, when you say you have no husband, the fact is that you've had five husbands, and the man you have man you are now with is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true, sir, the woman said. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus said, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worship and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, 
the one speaking to you am he. Again, that is uh, from John chapter 4, verses 1 through 26. Thanks for bearing with me on the reading, and hopefully that refreshed you today. Wanted to remind you that we have all of our podcasts loaded on iTunes. We also have a website. It's everydayfaithradio.com. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be right back with, with today's special guest, Joseph Faraxa. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. Save the date for Thursday, May 23rd for Madison Chamber of Commerce's 13th Annual Business Expo. The event will be held from 1 to 6 p.m. at the Volunteer Fire Department. Admission is free, food and beverages will be served, and be sure to check in at the entry for door prizes and the chance to win Graves Mountain Lodge Festival of Music tickets. Bring your finest detective skills May 23rd at 7.30 at The Haven in downtown Charlottesville. This special murder mystery concert will explore the music of 17th century violinist turned murderer Giovanni Antonio Pendolfi. Contact The Haven for ticketing information. The Louisa County Chamber of Commerce invites you to attend the Louisa Street Festival June 8th from 10 to 4. Come experience all Louisa has to offer. Food, music, and tons of shopping. The event is free and family friendly. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to psa at monticellomedia.com. For more events, visit our website, wchv.com. And then you're out of desperation. And welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host, and with us on the program. He's a regular now. He's a regular guy, Joseph Roxa. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. I love being here. Hey, um, for our listeners who don't know you, there's just probably not many, but why don't you let them know who you are and what you do, and then let's talk about what you have going on. Well, I'm a guy. Mm. <laughs> I am the chaplain at the Albemarle Charlottesville Regional Jail. I work for a nonprofit called Good News Jail and Prison Ministry, and we are lo- one of the locations is the ACRJ, but we are 400 p- chaplains throughout the world, covering 25 different countries. Yeah. And so it, the opportunity to serve her as a guest at the jail has been absolutely phenomenal. So I enjoy what I do up there, but um, we also have to do some fundraising. Yes, that's some of the things we got to do to keep me behind bars, as they say. Keep hey. the chaplain behind bars. Yes, and how long have you been the chaplain? Ten months. Wow, that's <laughs> I know. it seems like five I years. Say ten years. Actually, April second was my one year anniversary. I technically didn't really get going until July one because the fiscal year is July one to June thirtieth. So yeah. it, it does. It seems like years, doesn't it? Yeah. And so for our <laughs> listeners, let me just kind of recapture <laughs> ca- capture this. Joseph was was. Um, a very successful sales guy. If you met him in person, you would understand why. He's got a great personality, handsome man, looks... Uh, which James Bond do you look like? Which one? I don't know. You guys yeah, keep yeah, saying yeah, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he's right? handsome dude. Uh, but very successful career, and then you know, as as you and I have uh, matured in our lives, we come across these stories where all of a sudden God chases somebody down and gets a hold of them, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you, like uh, others that we know, end up surrendering to the Lord and really saying, "Do with me what you will." Yeah, it was an incredible journey. I've always been in the ministry, probably thirty plus years, but you know, at one point stepped out of the pulpit and went into work but still ministered on weekends and did whatever I needed to do and Mm -hmm. eventually got involved in the jail as a volunteer but the call I mean the clarity is remarkable Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I I was reflecting on the clarity I have 
at this point now, looking back at how he drew me there, but what the mission is, what the call is, mm. and what the vision is at this particular place is remarkable to me. And I'm very fortunate to know and to have that clarity of what he wants me to do. Mm. Not a lot of people have that. Yeah. I feel blessed and fortunate that he has really made that so visible to me for this particular thing. Yeah, so, and, and so since you have such a, a sense of clarity mm -hmm. with your calling, um, I, I have worried about you, not necessarily you, but the, the position that you're in, it seems like one, and you can just tell me if I'm wrong on this, that it can be all exciting when you get called. But then when you get into the, quote-unquote, the meat grinder of the day-to-day, the day-to-day, the day-to-day, the day-to-day, then all of a sudden the glamour is gone, um, and, and now you're, as you just said, behind bars, right. working out the mission, and maybe not, you know, the glam's gone. Um, uh, and I just, I just wondered if, if you ever felt like, um, you know, sometimes you bounce along the bottom with that at all. It, it, I do. Yeah, and, and that's to, to say I didn't would be lying. Right, it's it, very intense at times, very up and down, and you try to stay even keeled, but you really realize you cannot do it on your own, and it's not my show; it's God's show, and you need to surround yourself. Like I've surrounded myself with the people who pray for me, mm. or if I'm really struggling, I'll make a phone call to a group that I, I go to and say, "Look, I'm struggling." This battle is just intensified, and I'm getting hit from all sides. I'm not sure how to respond. I don't want to respond verbally. I want to sit back and wait. And that's, I always think about the Elijah story where God was not in the earthquake or the fire or the storm, but he was in the whisper, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about this, to sit still and listen to mm -hmm. that. But to think that there's not a warfare going on in there, yeah. you're mistaken. Mm -hmm. And part of my job is to educate people as well when I go out and talk, say, look, these are real people with real pain, with real hurts, and the enemy is alive and well, mm -hmm. let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And I'm one man. Right. But like the Lord told Elijah, who says you're alone? Yeah, open your eyes. Who says you're alone? Uh -huh. Right, and I'm reminded of that. Uh -huh. And so I know that there are people out there, and the Lord has been drawing people to this ministry to help support me, and it's been powerful. Mm. But it, it can get difficult. It, I, and try not to bring it home. That's the other thing. Yeah. You know, early on, I brought all that junk home, but it's no more. I'm learning to let it, let it go mm. and give it up to Him. Let Him control what needs to be controlled. This is Everyday Faith Radio, and our guest today is Chaplain Joseph Faroxa at the Charlottesville Albemarle Jail. And uh, you've had a lot of victories. You've had a lot of great stories. Man. Let's go there. Let's 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 go to that place. Give me kind of what comes to mind when I talk about uh, victories in the jail. I see the transformation. You can't you can't hide tr the transformation, the countenance in the face. Mm. I see folks when they come in. I see anger. I see despair. I see hopelessness. I see all of this, especially up front when they've been charged, they've been found guilty, or whatever, or sentencing. Mm. They've just gotten sentenced, and this is not nice. But I, I remember one person in particular got a very very long sentence. Mm. And he, I just remember him approaching me and say, if I was not in these Bible studies, I could not have gone through what I just went through. Mm. If I did not have the faith and the strength to, to help carry me through, I could not have survived this. And I remember this person in particular, where they were, and when we got him into the, the program or the studies, the change. Mm -hmm. And it was in the countenance first. 
And for the person like that to tell me what the difference that made to help get him through that crisis in his life meant a lot. Mm. And I hear stories like that all the time. Or even giving the journals we give out or the devotionals. Chaplain, you have no idea what this means to me. In fact, I'm reading this journal you gave me or this devotional, particularly with my father and my grandmother and my mother on the phone, and we're mm. sharing it together. Mm. Powerful stuff where maybe that wasn't existent before in their lives. So I see that on a daily basis, and people need to know that because hope is everything, man. Mm -hmm. Hope is everything. This is Everyday Faith Radio, and uh, our guest today is Joseph Varaksa. Joseph, I um, just now talking with you. The Lord gave me a quick download, which maybe others have already figured out, but I was getting ready to say to you that um, – you know, because you're the chaplain of the jail, mm -hmm. that um, there's a lot of jail references in the Bible. Yeah. And then the first one I went to in my mind was Joseph. Oh, yeah. And then, I, <laughs> and then who am I talking to? But the chaplain of the jail is Joseph. That's but correct. the story in the Old Testament yeah. of how Joseph gets sold into slavery and, um, and, and, and then he um, is, is put to work, falsely accused of rape, and thrown into oh. the dungeon. Yeah, man. That was Joseph. Yeah. And here we are, the, yeah. talking with the modern-day Joseph. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you just go in there, but it's just not – people forget. It's just not – the participants or the inmates there, the officers deal with a lot of mm -hmm. stuff. We can't forget about folks that are actually serving in there as well. Mm -hmm. There's some – you know, they deal with a lot of things. And so I need to be inspirational and available mm. to offer those folks the same kind of hope that offer inmates. It's the same gospel. Mm -hmm. It's the same Lord. It's the same cross. You know, we had um, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Peter Sorensen. Uh, one of his friends was in town, uh, and he came on the radio. He's been on twice. Tony Simarusti. He's a very um, successful investor, hedge fund guy. Mm. Um, and we were talking just like this about uh, the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Right. And when you get to Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, and we reference this a lot on this program, but my paraphrase of that verse is what the enemy meant for bad, God can and will use uh for good and you must see a lot of the front end of that in other words the inmate comes in and if he's not cared for and ministered to like if, if you weren't there it'd be there'd be nobody there really to, to catch him right and that's a big part of this if what, what is the benefit of even having a chaplain in there or someone who can immediately attend to that need because that that's true on a daily basis you know the, we have a baptism like we did things are great the next day places in lockdown because there's fights or mm. there's arguments or whatever there is that it, it could happen on a dime and people can get discouraged really quick mm. and that's why these bible groups and the programs we set up help those folks stay together mm. and pray together and pray through somebody's crisis and to have each other to lean on as well to go to the word and things like that but it, it you're exactly right what the enemy may intend for bad mm -hmm. god change that yeah it's, it's and amazing. he can come right into the middle of your mess and again right that's there. for our listeners whether you you know if if you're in the jail today or maybe you're in the jail of your own brain um god can come in 
and oh. and take that mess and really turn it into something beautiful. And he's the only one. That's, yeah, it's yeah. not the Joe show. It's, yeah. it's God's show. That's mm. why I say I don't. This is not me. This is him moving, and he is moving. Let me tell you, he's moving behind those walls mm-hmm. in a mighty way. And we're just part of the journey. I'm just part of the journey. That's all this is. Mm. But he is moving. I can promise you that. You're doing an amazing job. Joseph Faroxa, this is Everyday Faith Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of our interview. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. It's a day of commemoration for those buried at the Daughters of Zion Cemetery in Charlottesville on May 26th from 2 to 4 for a decoration day. Following the ceremony, light refreshments will be served at the Barrett Early Learning Center located at 410 Ridge Street. The 18th annual series of visits to local gardens in the Charlottesville area is taking place at Wadley's Garden in Keswick June 8th from 9 to noon. For details and to make reservations, visit PiedmontMasterGardeners.org. The Kids Swing Golf Tournament, presented by the Albemarle County Rotary Club, is on June 17th at the Glenmore Country Club Golf Course. This fundraiser benefits C4K Youth, mentoring and matches juniors between ages of 10 and 18 to participate with adults as a team. Visit kidsswing.org for more information. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to PSA at MonticelloMedia.com. For more events, visit our website, WCHV.com. And then you're out of desperation. No, you're not the only one. Praying, Lord, above, I need a miracle. And welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host, and with us on the program today, back with us. He's a regular. He's the chaplain at the Charlottesville Albemarle Regional Jail, Joseph Faroxa. Joseph, tell us about the fundraiser you have coming up, and would you please sign me up for that? When is it? It's going to be March. I'm sorry, not March. May 18th, coming up a week from Saturday, a week from tomorrow. It's at First Baptist Church down on Park Street. Mm -hmm. Go to goodnewsjail.org backslash celebration breakfast to RSVP. This is one of the two major fundraisers I have. The next one will be the golf tournament in the fall. And we're doing a breakfast in in lieu of a banquet, which we we usually do. We're trying the breakfast to keep it a little more Mm low-key, free to get in. Yeah. We'll do some music, we'll do some prayer, we'll do a testimony, a representative from the jail will be coming down to talk about what it means to have me there. Mm. Good food, you want to be there for that. And then an, an offering or a donation basket at the end as you feel led to give. Amen. That's how we're going to approach, just keep it to 60 to 90 minutes, not even. We're going to do it maybe an hour and 15 minutes mm. max. You're going to video that for in case any people can't... Uh, well, can't. let's recruit some of the video. I wish. I'll try and do that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, let's video yeah, it'd be, that. would be great on, your, uh, on some of your social right. sites and stuff. I'll like do that. a piece. I'll talk about what, how far we've come in less than a year. Mm-hmm. That's really what this is about, celebrating of that as well and the inmates were celebrating the, the folks who have come to faith in there which is I think 20 we've had 25 baptisms since I've been there in wow. 10 months wow. so and that's not me I'm not, I'm not talking about me but the, the necessity of having a chaplain in a facility like this keeping behind bars but we got to raise our own finances mm. that's just how this is I've got to raise a hundred grand a year right now mm. and there's so much going on in this wonderful town and so many nonprofits. But I need to let folks know that there are real people in there with real issues, real needs, mm-hmm. real pain that need, we need to address. Mm-hmm. And we need to offer that hope so when they do get out, um, they don't come back as well. We want them to be productive. We want them to get those folks to know that they can change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We can change. 
and, and go come back in our community, which 95% are coming back into the community. Mm-hmm. Big number. But this is a way to raise awareness, a way to raise money for me and the ministry and the things that we're supplying for the folks that are inside. Well, um, one thing that uh, just struck me talking to you mm-hmm. is it's interesting now to see the other side of your career, like the before you were the chaplain of the jail, very successful sales guy, and now it seems like God has equipped you because in order to be chaplain, you have to lay, raise a lot of your own money. You do. And, right. and, and so the, the, the other part of your life now can help feed the current yeah. part. The sales that, part. That, that makes, yeah. It does. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing how he wove that together. Uh, but even before that, I mean, you're selling the gospel. So I right. always had the knack uh, even before the sales job. And you're always selling the gospel, so to speak. You've got to talk to people. And, and our listeners <laughs> know that I'm a, my, my day job, I'm a real estate broker, so I like to be around really good sales people and if, if you were if you were here with joseph Roxer, if you've met him before i mean you could tell this guy is uh is tell you want to sell real estate someday well, you keep asking me that uh, we'll, we'll talk after the show <laughs> it's all good <laughs> uh, speaking of the bible um we started the program with that um, woman at the well passage um, you are so good at kind of breaking down that story what are a couple of highlights of that story that kind of come to mind for you with the Jesus meets the woman at the well in John chapter 4 we can we can talk for months that is every time I read reread restudy that passage I'm just blown away and you look at the big picture I mean look at the story prior you have Nicodemus a leader mm. elitist coming at night yeah right and he calls him teacher but he doesn't call him messiah mm-hmm. we know you're from god teacher but doesn't acknowledge that he's the messiah and we know that he and he's at night and he kind of is talking to him and we know nicodemus kind of turns around by the end helps bury him and he stands up for him in front of the sanhedrin but never acknowledges the messiah then you have the woman who you we saw who she is five men not her husband the one she's there five husbands and the one she's with is not Fully exposed in daylight, mm-hmm. just as she is at noon, which is probably not normal. Women don't didn't draw water at noon, I believe, most in the morning. Kind of, these are two social people: one high, one low at the bottom of the scale. Mm. It's not a social elitist like he was, but yet Jesus approaches her and re- reveals himself as the Messiah to a woman, mm. and her testimony is so powerful that she draws an entire town to come out and meet him. And I'm struck at what her face must have looked like when she says to all these folks, knowing who she is, mm. right? They know who she is, that they want to come out. They have to come out and see from themselves. They're so compelling. A broken person, that broken, can compel an entire town to come out and eventually uh, those folks become what do you, What do you see in the disciples now? Pretend you're there at the scene and the, and the disciples are coming up to Jesus saying, hey, you know, you might want to vote. Uh, they're this, not. This no. isn't who you want to talk to, Jesus. Maybe they're on, they're on the sidelines. Wait, what are we going to eat? Because we can't eat with this woman. We got to go to town. We got to go shopping. That's what they're thinking. It says they went to town uh, because they, they cannot eat with this woman. They know who she is. Yeah. And I was struck by the animosity that must the years, the history from that back, dating back to 930, right after Solomon died in the split, that people would actually bypass Samaria. They would go to the Jordan and go north just so they didn't go through to Samaria if they're going from Judea to Galilee. Mm. How, how much animosity to avoid that? Yet Jesus uses the verb and says, I need 
to go into Samaria through Samaria. And they're thinking, well, yeah, it's the shortest from A to B as the crow flies. No, this is mission-oriented. Mm-hmm. His need was to meet that woman at that well at that time for a very specific reason, mm-hmm. to reveal himself as the Messiah, to break the barriers. And what do you think about this, though? Somebody is just picking up this mm-hmm. story, and maybe they're wondering, how come Jesus didn't go to the king of Samaria? Amen. And yeah. like, like, where's the royalty and go to the royal palace? All Instead, he goes to the... I mean, would it be the exact opposite of that? Yeah. Again, compared to the stories are there for a reason. Nicodemus is the elitist of the original yes. religious leaders, man. Comes at night. She's not. She's the outcast. Mm. The woman, the woman with reputation, the Samaritan woman. Yeah. Right? Think about that. Mm-hmm. It's it just the comparison between those two stories, just mind-blowing, but yet he reveals himself as the Messiah mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. That is incredible, and she runs with it. She drops her jug of water. She drops the water, the, the water jug, right? The life source, because he's telling her, "I'm, I'm the real life source, the living water." But man, she just takes off and brings everybody back. And I'm always in awe with that. But I use that with folks inside that God can use you, mm-hmm. right? You're not created to live in fear. You're not created for this. You can still be used. You can change. He can heal you. He can reveal himself and will reveal himself to mm-hmm. you. And what we do with that is, is just as critical. And she didn't even hesitate, man. She didn't hesitate what she, was just revealed or she dropped everything and ran. She had to tell somebody. And I'm always impressed by that. And we can do the same thing. No matter what your background is, no matter all of this stuff, junk, baggage we carry inside or outside. I think sometimes people outside uh, the facility are more broken than those in because at least the folks inside know they're broken. Uh, the people outside are broken, don't know it. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Comparing the woman at the well potentially mm-hmm. here and and uh, she's willing to be used to tell others about mm-hmm. Jesus. Are you seeing that same phenomenon happening in the Charlottesville Albemarle Jail as people get exposed to yeah. Jesus that they're not just keeping it to themselves, that they're turning and sharing? They are. I, we had a class that was... We didn't have a class one time because of a, uh, they didn't have enough security people, so classes were canceled, and the guys had the Bible study on their own, mm. right in the house, in the pod. Mm. They were going through the scriptures together. Mm. So that's witnessing to everyone around them. Mm. So you see things like that. I see things like that all the time, that they'll, folks will bond together, both male and female. I, they tell me stories all the time. Hey, we just we did this devotion, or we, we studied the lesson we just had with you last week. We didn't have the class this week, so we went through the notes, things like that. And, you know, again, the hope's there, but it's when they get out. Sometimes folks who have been able to make it through the upstream battle will come back and say, you know, if I didn't have this here inside, and part of that testimony will be on, on uh, Saturday, not sure how I would have made it through, but now I want to come back. I want to come back, and I want to I want to be part of your ministry. I want to be able to talk to the folks mm. in there and say this is this can't happen. Mm. You know, there are you can make it, and I see that coming back all the time. And that's when you know that the Spirit has been working in these people's lives as they leave the facility or wherever they go. And that's what we really want. We want that to continue. And I see that. And that you know, you do one person like that, that makes it. It's all worth it. Well, you know, it's really, and and the Lord is just kind of really illuminating this for me right now. Mm -hmm. In the Old Testament, you have Joseph, and he 
he has this uh, punchline, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, what the enemy meant for bad, yeah. God can use for good. And now I'm sitting here with our modern day, Joseph, um, <laughs> yeah. spreading the same good news. Well, just again, the call, it's, it's what he's just put before me, the clarity of what he wants me to do. Mm. That's well, it, you know. We're winding up the show. Can you tell our listeners one more time about your event? It's next Saturday, May 18th at First Baptist on Park Street. It's a breakfast. Nine at what time? 9 a.m. And you can register online at goodnewsjail.org backslash celebration breakfast or just call me at the facility 434-977-6981 extension 221. Folks, uh, I really want to encourage you to yes. support um, Chaplain Joseph. He, he's doing an amazing job. Um, if, if you are somebody who's uh, looking to learn more about faith, Joseph is a person that you want to connect with. I want to pray for you and uh, all those that you serve. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and bring you peace. Joseph, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Love being here. Thank you to all the listeners. Have a great week. This is Everyday Faith Radio. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. It's like having a Fox News app right there in your dashboard. Seaville 1075 and AM 1260 WCHV AM and FM Charlottesville. It's a trade negotiation, not a trade war. I'm Pam Pusso, Fox News. That's according to White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow as the U.S. imposes higher tariffs on Chinese goods. The tariffs are part of negotiations. And they show that we do mean business and we will take action. Kudlow telling Fox News Sunday that both sides will suffer from the tariffs, but he believes the American people support President Trump. I think the country is completely behind the president and his tough approach to China. And in fact, as you know, leading Democrats such as Senator Schumer and others have supported the president. Kudlow says he expects China to retaliate. He also says the president could speak with his Chinese counterpart at the G20 summit next month. Acting Defense Secretary Patrick